Welcome back to the Yard Jockeys podcast. Today we're talking to Jeremy Stickling from Noose Bomb. He's going to tell us about their certified red. Try that again. Certified red. Certified red. How certified red program. I'm certified red now. All right, Jeremy, uh, this is uh, Jeremy Stickling, and I don't know your title. I saw it was a C-suite title, but why don't you go ahead and give me your name, title, and uh, where you work, who you work for. Yeah, so Jeremy Stickling, um, Chief Administrative Officer uh, from Nussbaum Transportation Services based out of uh, Central Illinois. How long have you been working for Nussbaum? Oh, boy. Um, it's the extent of my working career, so it's the best place I've ever worked. Um, and uh, I think it was uh, 2007 when I started. So uh, we're going to hit my 15th anniversary in June. So, so how did you get started? How did you get started in transportation? Well, um, this is a this is a story of uh, my personal achievement. My mother knew somebody who worked here. (laughs) (laughs) So the the good old networking, we kind of laugh in my family, even before then I worked at a gravel pit um, when I was in college. And uh, even that my mom got me that job. So yeah, I mean, I pull myself up by my bootstraps and uh, yeah. And you know, good old mom. So I I can't judge you because before I did this, I worked for my brother building houses and then my sister hired me in the marketing department. So I'm actually, <laughs> I'm, I'm even worse. You know, Hopefully. it's all, it's all about networking, right? You right. Know? Um, and trucking was not in my blood, but you know, it, I'd say it is now. Right. Once you, once you get into it, it, it gets in you. So. Well, and trucking so results oriented anyway, I don't think you make it up to the C-suite without showing a lot of, of competency along the way in 15 years. And a little bit of luck. Yeah. <laughs> Now, I did some digging around last night, looking into Newsbomb a little bit, and I was very impressed with the website. I was very impressed with all the videos that you guys have produced. You even have a podcast. What would you say describes Newsbomb's operation? What do you, what do you think is it that drive? What's the North Star of Newsbomb? The North Star. I um, always love those questions because it's never just one thing, right? Right, right, right. Um, but, um, and this isn't going to sound groundbreaking. I think everybody has a line somewhere on their website like this. Um, you know, I, I'll take this approach to it. And actually, I'm at my desk here and I, I keep it um, on my desk. Our vision statement, just to get it right, to be purpose-driven in everything we do, to positively impact the lives of everyone we interact with. Um, you know, we're in the trucking business, but... Um, that's just the details of what we do. Uh, it's a platform we feel that we use to try to have a positive Im- impact, be a blessing to other people. And um, there's a lot of ways we try to accomplish that. Um, maybe we'll get into some of the what's, but the why of Newsbomb is not to make the most money we can in trucking, it's to try to have a positive impact. Um, and that gets me out of bed in the morning. So. What do, you, what do you think that means to be purpose-driven, especially within the, the trucking industry? What does that mean to be purpose-driven? Yeah, yeah. So what we do day-to-day is for a bigger purpose, a higher purpose. I mean, Nussbaum's a Christian-based company. Um, we're mm-hmm. pretty open about that. And um, 
we feel we do things for a higher purpose. Um, and, and, uh, the big strategies and the little details, um, you know, whatever it is, whatever role in the company. Um, and so we try to have a purpose bigger than ourselves in mind, um, when we're accomplishing our day. So, you know, now correct me if I'm wrong. I, I, you kind of said like, our goal is not to get up and make as much money as we can. It's to, you know, positively impact people. But I bet, now correct me if I'm wrong, I bet that mindset ends up making you more profitable in business. Yes, we are We are having record years. And that's fun too, <laughs> lest I sound too artificial. Um, we're having record profit years. 2021 was a record. We have, um, we have expectations to break that in 2022. But it follows behind, right? And right. and we're we're actually we're an ESOP employee stock ownership plan, an ESOP owned company, and so a really fun narrative is when the company does well like that, when we're profitable, we're building the wealth of every employee. It really it really does circle back to everybody. So, how long ago did you guys start that program? The our become an employee owned company. Yep. So we're thirty five percent ESOP. Um, yeah future plans to very likely go to hundred percent. 2018 is when that started. So, yep. And has it been uh, largely positive for the company? Were there any challenges to it or? So they say you're, you have to have a culture that fits the ESOP rather than become an ESOP to create your culture. And okay. it, it was just kind of a, a natural fit um, for what we felt our culture already was. Um, we already tried I mean, Again, I don't mean to be cliche. Everybody tries to be employee centric, but it really fit our existing culture really well. Um, it functions like a retirement plan. So I can't sit here and claim we get some extra burst of energy. I'd say the bigger thing with it, David, um, is, and I hope it's okay to, to say this, it lessens the chance that, that we'll be, New Spawn will be bought out by a big carrier. It means new spam is new spam, keeps the heritage, keeps the culture intact. And that was probably what the most excitement came from. Oh, we're not going to sell out. You know, you have um, some family um, getting into their twilight years and we're not right. going to be sold to unknowns who bring their own ways and methods. So that was what we got the most excitement from just trying to lock in and preserve who we are. Now I did see as I was digging around last night, um, that you guys have a podcast that's been, it's been going for a while, it seemed like, but yeah. uh, were you instrumental in starting that podcast at all? <laughs> no, Not no, I, I uh, you don't want me turning the dials on, <laughs> on anything. Um, but yeah, we've had terminal exchange. You can actually access it um, on any podcast. Um, I'm not a super good techie guy, David, but um, Apple podcasts, um, any of those stores, Google play. Um, I, I believe you can find terminal exchange there. Mm -hmm. We use our studio for what some we call dashboard radio as well. That is more internally focused. So we'll hold live um, studio sessions and employees can call in, ask questions, things like that. So we, we kind of the outward facing and the inward facing. So, yeah, okay. I've done this uh, podcast routine before. I never get used to it um, being recorded, <laughs> but I've done it before. <laughs> yeah. I mean, when we first started doing a lot of video here at Randall Riley, I was appearing in a lot of them. And then uh, the guys 
Josh and Stephen back here, they would they would send me the the video to to look at. Yeah. I'm watching video of myself and you know watching video of yourself is probably the worst experience I've ever had. I've gotten it's, pretty used to it, but <laughs> I do not, I don't like it at all. Oh, it is humbling. Nobody flatters them. So I guess, I guess if we uh, enjoyed watching videos of ourselves, uh, there'd be bigger issues, but you know. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's very true. <laughs> There's probably some people that do. I think Josh does. Yeah, um, yeah. This guy right here. Um, all right. So let's get into the certified red because that's the real meat of what I wanted to talk about. So I saw I've that idea, the idea of the idea has kind of floated around in my head for years and then to see you guys kind of build it into such a robust program, I really found fascinating because we met at CCJ Symposium or whatever it was called. And uh, why don't you kind of give me just a quick overview of the Certified Red Program? Yeah, it's kind of modeled after a community college or a technical college or a academy or whatever mm-hmm. um, you want to call it, where you enroll and work towards getting certifications. Mm -hmm. And so there's extra learning that, that enrollees go through drivers that enroll in it. And I forgot to mention it is driver facing. Mm -hmm. Um, And so they must enroll and there's about a year of education. We divide it into four rounds, kind of using the semester concept. We don't call them semesters, but um, four rounds. And there are, there's extra online learning. There's phone-based coaching calls that they go through. They come through for in-person hands-on learning. Um, and some of those uh, phone-based coaching calls, they, um, they might be with a peer talking through best practices. They might be with our CFO talking through profitability insight, things like that. So we get outside of the traditional safety truck driver training a little bit in that. So they go through all that training. Um, then they have to obviously hit the results, um, ticket free, accident free, some things like that. And then we also want to see commitment to a certain style of driving. So we're using some of our technology to see, you know, you have to be, show that you're a safe, committed driver and, and, you know, on-time service is also part of that. So you're showing, um, interest in continual growth and learning. And you're showing good results and not just good results, but you're showing good behaviors or habits. Right. Along and what the are those way. certifications? What do they mean for the driver as far as what, what perks are they seeing? Yes. So once they become certified, um, we try to make a big deal of it. We, um, they get two cents per mile extra in their base pay. So there's a pay element to it <laughs> along with that they get. So we have a, I'll call it a base salary. Um, or minimum salary. You know, if, if a driver works a certain week, doesn't get so many miles, gets held up, we have a minimum. It'll raise that minimum salary by another 50 bucks a week. Um, and then it raises their PTO rate for holidays and, and vacation days uh, by oh, another wow. 10 bucks a day. So it's, it's hitting all that on the pay side. Mm-hmm. And then um, ceremony, we have a graduation ceremony. They come through usually Brent Nussbaum if he's here we'll conduct that ceremony. It's in our break room or welcome center. We call the employees away. There's a few that hang back for the phones, but you can get a crowd of, you know, 70 um, in there for this. And we, we uh, present to them a special ring, a special hat, 
Um, they get a special ID badge as well. Um, we put a decal on the truck, some of those things, but um, really the um, some of the good feedback we get is in that ceremony. I mean, they'll bring, uh, it's not unusual that um, you have a 55 year old man have his parents show up to this ceremony. Wow. So, um, so yeah, we, we have a lot of fun with that. And then uh, um, it keeps going beyond that. You can go to red one, red two, red three. Um, and I saw you so. could, you can, according to the video I watched, I think you can add as much as seven cents per mile to your base pay. Yeah. Yep. Wow. Up to seven cents. So two cents at the beginning. And then right, right now we have it up to red 10. Nobody's mm -hmm. gotten there yet. So you're certified in another million miles, gets you to um, red 10 and you get another half penny along the way. So, okay. um, and that that's on top of what we're doing with pay otherwise here. So you can okay. control, you're not waiting for market conditions as a driver or things like mm -hmm. that. There's an element you can control in your pay. So I also saw that you get a diamond added to your uh, ring. <laughs> a dime what? There's, you can get a diamond added to the ring that you get. Oh, yes. Yes. I about said a dime. <laughs> yeah. Somewhere in the small print. Yes. Um, so um, you get, um, there's 10 diamond spots um, oh, wow. in that That's ring. Cool. So each level we can add a diamond. And actually, it, it's funny we're doing this call now. Um, so we had, we had started doing this in um, 2016. And so we were having our first red five drivers they, they hit the initial certification they hit red one two three and four um so a half million miles after the initial certification and we're having our first red five ceremony today so we're bringing them back in for a second oh, ceremony that's for that. cool. yeah that's so that really he cool. has five diamonds on his ring yeah all right so let me take back you said you started it back in 2016 yes uh, and were you pretty integral in starting this this program yeah, so there was a group of us. Um, I would want to give a shout out to Corey Adams. Um, he he used he drove for us for a couple of years. He came in the office as a driver manager, and now he's on our safety and HR development team our, mm -hmm. as our senior instructional administrator. And just kicking around the idea of we've created a dead end job. You get your CDL, your driver, and what? nothing. Right. Um, yeah. You're stuck. And, you know, wrestling with that a little bit. And then also, what does an elite driver look like? We feel we have some elite drivers here and all they have to show for it is their CDL and, and, you know, maybe an application with job history, but how do we really affirm the elite driver? What's the elite driver look like? And so, um, those of us kicking that around, we said, you know what, we're going to tackle this and we're not going to do a million mile program that mm -hmm. you wait 10 years for and then get a ring. <laughs> right. Um, we're going to try to be serious about this and we're going to add more to it than just accident free miles mm -hmm. and, and start meeting on a weekly basis, building a piece at a time. So now what have been, what if we look at like the hard metrics of like turnover and profitability and things like that, did, has this program, you feel affected those things? Oh yeah. Yep. I didn't know if you're going to ask that question or not, but I did have some data here ready. Oh, good. Um, so yeah, turnover. So we're an over the road fleet drivers are gone through the week. 
certified red driver turnover is about 10%. Wow. Hovers in that 10% range in an over the road job. It's not because they get two cents per mile. That, that's, not, that's not what does it. It's um, I'm building towards something. Uh, there's, there's something to engage me. I feel like I'm growing. Um, I'm advancing in life. It, it can really bring that feeling for some. So we, we see 10% turnover, um, which is about um, our normal turnover. We see 30s. Some of the competition here in 21, we're seeing around 40-ish percent. Which is still extremely low for the industry. Yeah, we get insecure about the four in front of our number here yeah. <laughs> in the last yeah. year. But, yeah. but uh, so you're seeing three to four times better in certified red driver turnover. There's 105 of them now. So it's about 20% of our fleet, um, give or take. We see it on the um, safety side. They are four times less likely to have a significant preventable accident. Um, and when they do have significant, significant crashes, they're about half as expensive. So when they, you know, just using that definition of 3000, um, they have about half of the smaller incidents, um, below 3000. And this wasn't really intended because we, it's, we don't really build productivity aggressively into it, but Mm -hmm. they run about 3% more miles than the rest of our fleet. So, and we're, we've seen this, these results consistently since, we started it in late 16. So, I mean, it, all those things that you just mentioned have such a huge, uh, you know, it's kind of like you're talking about, you're not out there to do what necessarily makes you the most amount of money, but everything you just said has such a huge uh, impact on revenue yeah, and profitability for your company. Yeah, it absolutely does. Which if I tie that circle back together yeah, as the ESOP, that's benefiting everybody. And so you know, it's hitting everybody's wealth. So were there any challenges in getting this started? Uh, any resistance internally from drivers or, or operations? Yeah, yeah. Great question. So the one thing that, um, you'd talk about something like this pie in the sky, you know, it's all positive. Um, not really, not everybody's enamored by this kind of thing. And so we, we try to, we emphasize the voluntary part of it. Um, some of the stuff we do get back are, well, if you're in certified red, are you just an apple polisher? Um, I just do my job. I don't need the fluff. Um, or I've been here seven years already. What does that count for? Um, and so we try to be authentic when we get those kinds of questions, you know? And so, um, I think right now, maybe close to 50% of the fleets enrolled some enrollments, they stall out. They don't go through the um, education and stuff, but uh, so that that's going to be part of every program, right? Um, You're not going to get everybody who says you guys are awesome. We want to do exactly what you're doing. And you know what? We have a lot of happy non-certified red participants too. So we try not to, Mm -hmm. Um, we, we certainly promote it, but we try not to say you have to do this or we don't care about you kind of a thing. <laughs> and so. you said about 50% of your fleet is in the program. Yes. Enrolled. Yep. That 20% right. number is those who are certified, which it's meant to be an elite driver designation. Right. I mean, it, it takes work to get there. So how long does it take? Would you say like if someone enrolls in the program, is that yep. different per person or what's the kind of the average time it takes for someone to become certified? Yeah. Yep. So it's a year 
Um, we, and that's because we want to see a year of those results. And then after you're certified, it's every 100,000 miles if you're showing okay. the results and, and whatnot. So with our tenured drivers, if they've been here for a while, we'll, uh, we'll say when you finish the education, right. we'll, we'll expedite it for you. Okay. So, and, and that still takes six plus months, even if they're hitting it hard, typically. So if you were to give like, what are the big three? So now that if you start in 2016, so basically it's been going for five or six years now. Um, is my math right there? I think so. I'm shaking my head yet. All right. Uh, what would you say? Like, what are the, what are the biggest two or three? Doesn't have to be a certain number. Things that you've like learned, or the biggest takeaways you've learned from implementing this program, and you know, what what has yeah. it meant to New Spelm? Yes. Uh, so, the first one I would say is the power of voluntary. If someone's choosing to do it and it's on my terms you're going to get a different level of engagement. So the power of um, allowing people choice with a company program is number one. Number two, if, if you build something, don't expect, there's no such thing as an overnight success. I think, I, I don't know if you've read Good to Great, Jim Collins' book there. He talks about the flywheel concept. Yeah, he's going to read it. And, you know, flywheels, once it gets spinning, the momentum carries itself, but there's a hundred, a thousand, 10,000 small pushes on that flywheel to get it turning. And then once it's spinning, everybody comes in and says, wow, look at this. This is really going good. It's like, well, there's 10,000 small pushes here that you didn't see. This didn't happen overnight. And I, I would say we're certified reds at today. Um, that definitely applies um, just because something is going to take a long time to build. Doesn't mean you should, I mean, that's why you should start today, you know? Right. Um, we're yeah, all looking for the action. quick, we're all looking for the quick win. We want to solve the, the driver um, hiring challenges that are happening right now. Um, you got to put something in knowing you'll be glad you have it in five years. Um, so those are probably the biggest, the biggest two takeaways. I will say that when you presented at CCJ Symposium, you told a joke, and I laughed really hard at it. I don't know if anyone else did, but you said we're certified red, no political association there. Now, the mascot is an elephant, but once again, yeah. <laughs> and I laughed really hard at that. Uh, like I didn't feel like you got you got the credit you deserved on that joke. I thought that the, the crowd joke. there wasn't loosened up. They they uh, no they, they never weren't quite. I, I've had some much easier crowds that. Um, they were just kind of in uh, um, sit back and watch mode. I got a couple of chuckles, but <laughs> <laughs> I was in the back laughing hard. <laughs> I have actually had people come up to me because I've presented this a number of places and I have had people come up and say, are you worried that it, it's not certified blue? And I hadn't <laughs> even thought of it, honestly, you know, it's, a color. <laughs> it's just our truck color. So no, I hadn't. So yeah. I'll call that out from time to time. If you want to hear more about Certified Red, um, newsbomb.com is our website. Our marketing team's done a good job putting that together. So you can explore that a little bit more. Um, and we, we mentioned our podcast earlier as well, Terminal Exchange. You'll find it on any podcast app. So uh, I think we post something there every one to two months. So if you want a little taste of Newsbomb culture, um, go check it out. 
All right. Well, I appreciate your time today, Jeremy. It was very insightful. All right. Well, thanks for having me.